Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge, Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. This Monday morning, good morning to you. I'm Kristen Smith along with Joe Welke. Good morning, Jill. How was your drive-in today? Yeah, it was good. It was good? All I saw was a possum and a raccoon. Oh, I was driving through the Clark County Forest. And uh, there's another little story I got to tell you about, but we'll get to that in a little bit. I saw seven deer on my drive-in, so that wasn't too bad until I got to 94, you know, Osseo to Eau Claire. And I honestly don't know how I missed the buck. He was so close. The semi behind me even flipped on his brights like, oh, man, she hit that. It was so close. I don't, I mean, it's like he hit the concrete and spun out. That's the only way I can think of how I missed him. So you even saw his whiskers then? Oh, I think I saw everything. It was definitely a male. <laughs> oh, yeah. And not because he had the horns, but because it was right. Everything was right there, full bore for me to see. Laid right out there for oh, you. Oh, yeah. It was like a newborn baby. Well, <laughs> I'm really glad that he didn't hit you or oh, you didn't hit him, though. It was cause... tight. But there was one fatality this morning on my drive-in. Uh-oh. So it, it, it was, it's, it's a little, but, you know. So this weekend we are watching Charlotte's Web, not the cartoon one that, you know, our kids, you know, that I watched growing up and your kids grew up with, but the animated one. Okay. And in there, there was two crows that are constantly complaining about they want to eat corn, but they can't because there's a scarecrow out in Zuckerman's field. Okay. And Templeton is now deterring, like trying to ruin the crows' lives. So, you know, we kind of watched it. The kids got a kick out of it. It was actually kind of cute. So then yesterday, we're driving through town. Here's two crows sitting on the city corn shocks, you know, on the city corners. Yeah. Just going to town on the corn. (laughs) So we kind of laughed about it and everything. And I'm like, well, where's Templeton when you need them? So this morning, I'm leaving, you know, town, get on the highway doing, you know, 55, 56 miles an hour. And I thought it was a leaf. It was a rat. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. My front tire did not take him out. I think my back tire did, though. <laughs> well, it was a rat. It was a rat. I mean, because mice are little on the road. This thing was huge. I mean, it was long. So there is one less rat in the world. But 
in a way, I'm helping the crows from Charlotte's Web. There you go. Yeah, you know, so I, it's kind of good. You're all about helping people. Oh, right? yeah. Take out the rats. <laughs> I would. <laughs> oh, but how was that weather this weekend? Wasn't that gorgeous? Oh, it was gorgeous. I even had my shorts on. Oh, yeah. I gave in. <laughs> Didn't care what I looked like. Put the shorts on. I thought maybe you went fishing and enjoyed some sunshine. And uh, My boat's got a little issue, so I can't go now. Did you lose your anchor again? <laughs> no, no, I didn't lose my anchor. Um, my hydraulic pump for lifting the motor up and down doesn't want to work. Well, that's why you need a rope. You just hook it on and pull it. Um, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's 80 horsepower motor, nice. so it's kind of heavy. So I don't know that I can really do that. Ah, Got to start pumping that iron, Jill. <laughs> well, we've got a lot of stuff going on this morning. Lots to talk about. Lots to see. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Right away, Jill's laughing this morning. Two minutes before the 5 o'clock hour, we're at 68 degrees. Jill, I think you were just saying you want your shorts on, tank top, going to get some flip-flops out later. I think I'm going to. I'm kind of hot this morning. <laughs> You're kind of hot. It is toasty out there. It's a more of a muggy because we've got rain and thunderstorms kind of in and around the area. Plus, we had rain on the overnight. Got to hear some of that. And, yeah, 68 degrees, looking for a high of 71. I'm Kristen Smith, along with Jill Welke, running the farm show this morning on this beautiful Monday morning. A little bit of rain out there, but it's going to be 71 degrees today. And it is 5 o'clock on 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. It's time to check in this morning with some news. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. A new poll shows voter interest is at an all-time high before the midterm elections. The NBC News survey asked voters to rate their interest level in the midterms on a 0 to 10 point scale. More than 60% said their interest was at a 10. The Houston Astros and Philadelphia Phillies will meet up in the World Series. Houston swept the New York Yankees with a 6-5 win in New York. The Astros advanced to the Fall Classic for the second straight season and fourth time in the last six years. Astros pitcher Lance McCullers Jr. A lot has transpired over the last few years. A lot has been said. But there's not a lot to say anymore, man. I mean, we keep coming here. We keep facing the best of the best. And we keep winning. The Phillies punched their ticket to their first World Series since 2009. Game one of the World Series is set for Friday in Houston. Jury selection will start Monday in the criminal tax fraud trial involving former President Trump's business, the Trump Organization. Chris Caraggio has more. While Trump is not personally charged, the Manhattan DA's office has hit the Trump Organization with nine counts of tax fraud and other crimes. Former Chief Financial Officer Alan Weisselberg, who had worked for the organization for decades, is expected to testify at some point. He's already been convicted of fraud, sentenced to five months in prison, and fined $2 million. Opening statements in Harvey Weinstein's Los Angeles sexual assault trial are scheduled to begin Monday. Weinstein is facing charges in connection with the alleged sexual assaults of five women. The former movie producer has already been convicted of similar charges in New York and sentenced to over two decades in prison. You're listening to NBC News Radio. And Jill, you know, you're going to a chiropractor. I am going to a chiropractor. And what is Stooky Chiropractic? Stooky Chiropractic. So I found an interesting story I got to tell you about. <laughs> it made me think of you. <laughs> you know, well, harvest is here and, you know, it's time to stretch, you know, like, you know, get those muscles moving. 
You know, or you have to either do that, do your exercises, or go to a chiropractor. Well, there's this Dr. Blake Wason from Cedar Falls, Iowa, and he's not an ordinary chiropractor. He's making, like, instead of doing house calls, he's doing appointments in the fields. Farmers are generally, you know, mobile people, but during the harvest season, what do you do? You sit a lot. So Dr. Wason hauls his portable adjustment table to the field to help farmers find relief in the busy season. He says if your doctor has a portable adjustable table and the farmer is willing to stop for 10 minutes, he says, in quote, relief is available. I think that's pretty neat. Isn't I thought that was really cool. Something different, something fun. And could you imagine the chiropractor coming right out to the field and, all right, lay down, George, and pop. <laughs> well, and you think about it, farmers spend awful long days sitting in that combine, oh, getting yeah. bounced around. And I know I uh, hauled manure this weekend and... I start bouncing in the tractor down the road, and yeah, I have to slow down. You're going to be bouncing down the road here this week, too. Absolutely. I'm heading to Indianapolis. Wow. We've got some sponsors to take you there. We do. We're going to have H&S riding with us, and we're also going to have Nasonville Dairy. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we're about nine minutes after five o'clock on this Monday morning. Let's take a look at our weather, shall we? Right now, it's muggy outside. We've got rain and thunderstorms in the forecast for today with a high of 71. Tonight, there's a chance of some rain early on with a low of 40. Tomorrow, sunshine and some clouds. Only 51 degrees. That's a little chillier than what we're used to after the weekend. Tomorrow night is going to be partly cloudy with a low of 34. Wednesday, sunny and 52. Wednesday night, partly cloudy and a low of 35. Temperatures in the area right now, we've got 62 degrees up in Medford. La Crosse is at 67. Marshfield at 63. Green Bay at 60. They're the cool spot this morning. Rice Lake is at 64. Wausau is at 62. Madison at 64. Milwaukee, 61 degrees. And right here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, we are at 68 degrees a little bit of rain out there. Hopefully it'll bypass us pretty quick. Well, we've got your morning markets. Those are coming up next, and they'll be brought to you by... Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Time to take a look at some morning markets, and this morning's markets will be brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And Jill, start us off for the day. Well, our cash fed, the livestock choice... Choice-fed livestock steers are 138 to 155 with mixed at 111 and 136. Choice-fed beef heifers are 137 to 151 with mixed at 117 to 136. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 128 to 138 with select and silage-fed steers 80 to 127. Cows are 63 to 101. Bulls are 72 to 102. Butcher hogs are 69 to 97 with sows at 51 to 60. Boars are 15 to 38. Shorn market lambs are 102 to 112. And unshorn market lambs, there's no quote. Feeder lambs is 105 to 205. Ewes are 60 to 97. Small goats are 25 to $200. Medium goats are 70 to $245. Large goats are 75 to $350. And nanny goats are 55 to $260. Thank you so much. And moving on to the Mercantile Exchange, we've got your live cattle for October. At 15047, that's up 70 cents. December's at 15242, up 75. February's at 15552, up 67. Feeder cattle for October's at 17527, down 30 cents. November's at 17835, up 80 cents. January's at 18037, up a dollar 12. Lean hogs for December's at 8912, that's up 210. February's at 9052, up a dollar 42. And April's at 9385, up 72 cents. And Jill, see? How clear that is. I changed the ink this morning. I'm glad you changed the oh, ink. Oh, it was bad. 
Well, let's look at the Chicago Board of Trade. We've got your December corn down a nickel at 678 on the overnight. Your December oats up three at 379. November beans were down 13 cents at 1382. December soybean meal was down two dollars at 415.90 a ton. December wheat down nine at 841. Looking at the dairy side, barrel cheese down five and a half cents to 209. Your blocks were unchanged from Friday at 205 and three quarters. Your AA grade butter was also unchanged at 320. And your class three futures for October were down a penny at 2182. November down 15 cents to 2114. December down 34 cents to 1951. January down 35 cents to 1940. February down 22 cents to 1960. And those markets were downward through 2023. But they'll go down, they come up. That's how it always works. Jill, we've got to touch base with some ag news this morning. Catch us up. What's going on? Well, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau's Ag in the Classroom program has awarded $4,000 to school and schools and educators to support innovative core curriculum initiatives that incorporate agriculture. The Ag in the Classroom program is designed to help K-12 students understand the importance of agriculture. And student and schools from our area that were awarded grants include Glenwood City and Ladysmith. The program is coordinated with the Wisconsin Farm Bureau in cooperation with the USDA. Thank you, Jill. And also some other news. The latest report from the International Agribusiness Center at DACAP shows Wisconsin's export of food, forestry, and agricultural products reached an all-time record of $3.96 billion back in 2021. Wisconsin exported $2.18 billion in agricultural and food products to 134 countries by the end of the second quarter already of this year, an increase of 14.1% or $270 million. U.S. agricultural and food exports were valued at $112 billion year-to-date. That's an increase of nearly $15 billion compared to 2020. Wisconsin currently ranks 13th among U.S. states in total agricultural exports and first for the export of ginseng roots, prepared or preserved cranberries, raw fur skins, bovine semen, whey and milk products, specialty cheeses, and prepared or preserved sweet corn. We also rank 6th in cheese. Did you know all that? I did not know all that. I did not know raw fur skins, bovine, whey. I, well, I knew whey and milk, obviously, specialty cheeses, but well, that's I knew, some interesting stuff. I knew cranberries and um, the sweet corn. Yeah. I found that out when I was researching something else. Oh, who doesn't love sweet corn? Oh, I love sweet corn. <laughs> and speaking of sweet, we're actually heading down to World Dairy Expo. Bob was down there, had a chance to speak with a nice lady, Shelly Mayer. She's coming in next. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. They got it right this year. The industry person of the year at World Dairy Expo is our own Shelly Meyer from right here in Wisconsin. And Shelly grew up on the dairy. Tell us about your dairy history before we get into what you've been doing on the professional level, Shelly. Okay. Well, I grew up on a dairy farm near Muscaday, Wisconsin. I was very, very fortunate. Um, we milked about 65 cows, and I grew up in probably what would be per- the absolute perfect childhood of western Wisconsin and showing cattle, 4-H, FFA. Those are things that have, um, I owe a lot to. And then there, I went to UW-Madison and had the opportunity with a great dairy science department, but there was a guy there named Dr. David Dixon, um, and he was a great mentor, judging coach, and uh, graduated from Madison. But before I got to Madison, I met a quite attractive uh, young dairyman from down by Slinger, and uh, he was as crazy about cows, and we shared a dream, and we wanted to farm. And that's where I eventually ended up. 
I'm Mary Dwight Meyer, and we now farm in southeastern Wisconsin, and we have lived our dream. It's been um, both challenging, which is what makes it worthwhile, and it's been very rewarding. We farm on what is his home farm. He's the sixth generation there, and we milk a barn load of registered um, brown Swiss, which would make both of our grandpas probably roll over in their grave, and a good herd of registered Holsteins. Industry Person of the Year is a wonderful honor from World Dairy Expo, but I know you'd be the first one to say you didn't do it alone. It is an industry that you've uh, helped lead, really, with professional dairy producers of Wisconsin. I guess my first question is, that's the name of this organization. When are you going to change it to Professional Dairy Producers of America? Because this is one of the most respected dairy-led organizations in the country. Well, first of all, you're exactly right that we are a dairy community, and that um, nothing gets done any one single person in the dairy community. I mean, you know that when you work with cows, nothing gets done on the farm. If you try to do it yourself, you've got to collaborate. And the Professional Dairy Producers of Wisconsin is what the organization started out in 1992. And if you listen closely and you watch the evolution, we haven't taken the W away because we think it's important to always remember where you've come from and the many people and the many industry collaborators that have grown the organization and producers. But we have dairy farm families from all across across the country. And for a long time, we've been referred to, and we claim the name, um, registered trademark as Dairy's Professional Development Organization. And it's our underpinning, and everything goes back to education. That's what we do. So anybody in this dairy community should feel that there's a seat at the table for them. It's a place where we can continue to improve our skills, learn, grow, learn from one another, and ultimately come together and collaborate in growing our community. And this uh, organization has grown because of the dairy farmer leaders. You're, you're at the top as far as the chain of command, but I know you sit at the table equally with these uh, dairy farmers and dairy farm women that have a, an awful lot of good ideas about the dairy industry and, and how to make it stronger and better going forward. I've never sat at the top. It's kind of like on the farm where things flow downhill. I have had the opportunity to work for the best and the brightest fellow dairy farmers there are anywhere on this planet. And that board is a very engaging, hands-on board of directors. And my job was just to try to help them get done what they saw as the vision, the need, and the mission of the organization. And so simply, and that's why it feels so weird, um, this recognition just seems so um, uncomfortable for me because I have been paid to do a job and to work with what I think are the coolest, most clever, bright business people that you're going to find and my friends. And really it hasn't been work. I've had the opportunity to serve the people that I respect and love the most, including being a fellow dairy farmer. A lot of what I did in a lot of those days was all about serving the people that I call family. And as uh, you look at this award, It'll, it's an award you will share. You've alluded to that. But, but how will you share this and let the members of the PDPW board and family express your gratitude that you, you are the one honored, but uh, they're the ones that uh, are recognized? I think that is exactly the best way to say it, that um, they selected a person to represent the work of many. And it's not been my work. It's been the work of the dairy community. And when you look at a sector of the country like Wisconsin, um, we represent America when we're abroad. And it's, you know, I deflect the, all of the honor onto the people that really make it happen. And when you talk about an, a community being strong, it's because of individual farm families that made investments. It's about processors who stayed here and who made investments. It's about the consumer that has the confidence to um, take our product and give it to their family. That 
that's what it's about. This is a day and time, and it's an opportunity to say thank you. But I think it's more important that we continue to be future ready, and we work together to make sure that the next generation has something better than what we had to build on. And that's what I'm most excited about. Today's a day and time, but I'm excited about tomorrow and helping our industry continue to learn, grow, and be future ready. And going back to the early days of the Professional Dairy Producers of Wisconsin, I had the honor to MC, I think, the, the fir- very first PDPW conference uh, in Madison at uh, the Align Energy Center, which wasn't the Align Energy Center back then. But uh, I guess you could say for this organization, you've come a long way, baby, and you don't do that unless it's real. There's a, a lot of realness that comes down to it, and um, success never comes before work except for in the dictionary and it's been a work of a lot of volunteers when you think about it i mean the board of directors these are farmers that are really into the grind of their day-to-day businesses and they take time to sit and to strategically plan about what they can do to make the world better for others, and that's what's always been my motivation. I think of the founders like Al Kepke, and I think of some of the board members. I can I, I picture their families and their faces every morning when I wake up, and I don't go to work. I have an opportunity to serve good people, and that's the best thing about it. But this organization has come a long ways, but we continue as a sector, a family. I don't care if they're not PDPW members at all. There's farm families that get up every single day, put everything they have to it, and we're always in pursuit of being better. Everybody is on a cycle of continual improvement, and I'm not sure if every um, executive and every person that goes to work every day has that mentality, but I can tell you my fellow dairy farmers all across this country, that's what we're made of. And you really, the organ- as an organization, you put your not only your money where your mouth is, your efforts where your mouth is. I think one of the latest successes that PDPW has been a big part of, the Dairy Innovation Hub here at the three major ag universities in Wisconsin, at Madison, Platteville, and River Falls. You have to be proud of that and how that's developing because that's going to make a difference once it really gets rolling. That was an industry effort, but it is going to touch every single person who consumes a product, a protein, from the dairy sector. And it's all about putting money behind research so that we come up with discoveries that help solve tomorrow's problems. And that is what I'm excited about. The the board of directors with PDPW worked four and a half years prior to that coming to fruition. We heard no a thousand times, but we just kept pushing at it. And I am very proud of the people that had the vision, the audacity to ask for something that was unprecedented. And it is truly for the betterment of everybody. The state of Wisconsin will benefit from this first because where the discoveries are made, we get that information first. But when you think about the people all the way around the world whose children will benefit from having a better nutrition, better protein, how we'll take care of our water here better, we'll be able to analyze and use data better will come up with new discoveries that help um, with nutrition and us to benefit as humans. It's, it's just the way we're supposed to be. And again, that's Shelly Meyer. Bob had a chance to speak with her down at World Dairy Expo. Some good stuff there. And congratulations to Shelly. But we got to keep moving along this morning. We're about 28 minutes after 5 o'clock. Rocky Olson will be joining us next with the Premier Livestock Report. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Time to check in with our morning markets. We're going to head over to Premier Livestock and check in with Rocky. Good morning, Rocky. Good morning. So did you enjoy that fabulous weekend weather? Did. I did. It wasn't uh, wasn't good for hunting, but we got a lot of stuff done around the house and did some cleaning. And yeah, it was great. Yep, that's what we did too. We kind of cleaned up things, put things away, and always feels good to get some projects done like that. That's right. Well, catch us up, Rocky. What's going on this week over at Premier Livestock? 
Thank you, Kristen. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is how last week's auction shaped up. We sold over 4,000 head of livestock last week. Uh, fed cattle traded uh, steady to lower. High choice and prime Holstein steers 125 to 139. Selects 116 to 124. Choice beef steers and heifers 125 to 138. Market cows lower. High yielding cows from 75 to 88. Most cows traded from 57 to 74. Market bulls high yielding 94 to $1.06. Uh, seen an extreme top bull at one. 10 last week. Lower yielding bulls 93 and down. Organic market cows sold every Monday. High yielding cows from 85 to $1.10. Lower yielding 84 and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves traded stronger. Most of Holstein bull calves from 75 to 185 per head. Your beef calves 125 all the way up to $400. Holstein heifer calves 25 to 125. This week it premiered. Uh, we got two dairy cattle auctions. Uh, we're expecting over 800 head to dairy cattle this week. Uh, Tuesday, we have our special monthly dairy heifer auction. We're expecting five to 600 head of dairy heifers. Then Wednesday, we get five complete dairy herd dispersals. We'll have three conventional herds, uh, two organic herds, uh, one herd being 85 head, and half of those are straight blood jerseys. Uh, we also have another herd of Fleck V Cross Organics as well. Uh, details on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com or give us a call at Premier 715-229-2500. Uh, don't forget machinery auctions coming up November 18th. We know you've been busy with harvest, but uh, get those consignments in soon for best advertising. We'll be taking consignments until the lot is full. Um, that is the way it's shaped up, Kristen. Excellent. Well, you take care. Have a great day, and we'll catch you again tomorrow. Okay. Sounds great. Thank you. Thank you. There he goes, Rocky Olson, over at Premier Livestock. Had some big sales last week and big sales coming up this week. Your morning markets this morning will be brought to you by... Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Time to check in this morning with some weather. We're almost 20 six-ish minutes before the six o'clock hour. How do you like that? 26-ish. Let's head over to our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Derek Dahlman, and see what's going on outside. Good morning, Derek. Hey, good Monday morning to you. Yes. So do you see any deer on your drive-in? Oh, it was horrible this morning. I'm glad I had the brights on. Luckily, I have 20-20 vision, so I was able to spot the reflective eyes from a distance, but there was quite a few deer out this morning. Ah, I saw seven through the big forest that I drive through, and then I, like I was telling Jill earlier, I don't know how I missed the buck. I oh. mean, he had to have slid across the interstate because all I saw, I saw everything. Everything on the deer. I saw it all. Oh, he was man. that close, but not nothing, no hit. So. Yeah, I live over in Dunn County, and all I've seen is a bunch of doe. I have yet <laughs> to really see a buck running around. Well, I mean, I figure if I do take one out, though, I'm going to put, like, mount it. Yeah, and yeah, say, that's... look what this did, and look what happened to him. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have a story to tell with that one, that's yeah. for sure. Well, we woke up to some wetness this morning. Derek, I guess catch us up. What's going on with our weather? Yeah, we sure did. We did see a couple scattered showers and storms overnight, and I think there could be an isolated chance of a shower this morning. Much of the area, though, will stay dry. However, that's going to be a different story later this afternoon. We have a strong cold front moving in from the west. That looks to bring in widespread rain. I'd say by mid to late afternoon, that is going to continue into the first part of tonight. We are going to continue with those winds from the south-southeast at around 15 to 20 miles 
miles per hour through a good part of the day. And those high temperatures going to be met early on this afternoon. We'll see those into the lower 70s. As for tonight, we are going to see showers continuing mainly before midnight, mostly cloudy. After that, those low temperatures at around 40 degrees. And then for your Tuesday, a mix of sun and clouds, but temperatures more seasonable into the lower 50s. Much of the same finally for our midweek. We'll see plenty of blue skies and sunshine and those temperatures at around 52. Right now in Eau Claire, it's currently 68 degrees. I'm Sky 113 meteorologist Derek Dahlman. All right, I need your prediction because next week, Monday, we're dressing up here over at Wax and Bob Gallagher over by you, he says he's dressing up. What's the weather going to be like on Halloween? Well, caveat here, just know it can change, but right now I suspect that we could see upper 50s to low 60s perhaps, which Ooh. would be a few degrees above average, so we'll take that. Yeah, definitely take that. Are you going to go trick-or-treating? I'm taking my two-year-old trick-or-treating nice. that day. Yeah. Very fun. Well, you have a great day and good luck trick-or-treating. I'll uh, probably catch you next week. Sounds good. Thank you so All much. All right, there he goes, our Skywarn 13 meteorologist Derek Dolman this morning. We're at 68 degrees. And this morning's weather, and it's time to check in with our news this morning. We're going to head over and check in with Miss Morgan McCarthy. Good morning, Morgan. I guess catch us right up. We're running a little bit behind. What's going on in the newsroom today? Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today coming out of that weekend. Maybe looking some wounds from the Packer game. <clears throat> Coffee in the tumbler. We start with headlines that keep us pretty close to our area. Good morning. Well, here's what we're learning today. It does not seem suspicious. That's the message from fire investigators who don't think there's anything suspicious about a fire above everybody's bar in downtown Chippewa Falls. That was over the weekend. Saturday, four people were living in the apartments above the bar when a fire broke out, and they all made it out okay. Firefighters say they rescued a cat from one of the apartments. Investigators now looking for a cause. No one guessing how long the bar will be closed, though, because of those fire damages. It continues. We'll be once again waiting to see what the Waukesha Christmas Parade trial suspect does in court. Entering week three, 715 Newsroom coverage with John DeMaster brings us more. The judge yesterday asking the jury to leave so she could address those repeated interruptions. Brooks clearly agitated and becoming more so as the days go by. Is you telling me to be quiet? To be respectful when the jury Are you telling me to be quiet or are you asking me? I'm asking you and advising okay. you. Thank you for correcting that, because don't nobody tell me what to do. I don't tell nobody else what to do. Yesterday's big piece of evidence was the SUV at the center of the case. The jury able to see the SUV for themselves, though Brooks argued with the judge about his consent for its viewing. Prosecutors say they need one more day for witnesses. Brooks, who's accused of running an SUV through the Waukesha Christmas Parade, killing six and injuring dozens more, is set to present his defense once the prosecution rests. I'm John DeMaster. Well, Eau Claire schools will spend about $15 million more in the next school year. The city school board said to approve its new spending plan later today. The $187 million budget is $15 million larger than last year and includes 4.7% raises for teachers. Eau Claire schools say that the school tax rate goes down in this budget, but because of higher home prices, the district will see more in property tax money in the new spending plan. We look at numbers from Fort McCoy, and there was less training, but commanders say that was because there were more people on the base. The fort's latest training report says just over 77,000 troops trained at the fort in fiscal year 2022. For 2021, that number was over 116,000 troops. Commanders say the training schedule was impacted by the thousands of Afghan refugees who spend months at the base, and Fort McCoy expects to see its training numbers rebound next year. And the commanders celebrating that victory over, well, you know how that went 23-21 as the Packers put another L in the column. 12 saying... And we don't execute at all on offense uh, in certain situations. Um, simple things. We're behind the sticks. We're, you know, penalties or 
We're not dropping balls. We're not putting balls in the right spot. It's not winning football. And what about coach? What do you have to say, Lafleur? Right now, what, what we're putting out there, what I'm calling, it ain't good enough. So, yeah, it's just it's a tough pill to swallow, and we got to be better. Well, the playbook for being better in the bar, and that's Kristen Smith and Jill Welke. We send you back there now. And then just after 6, Alex Edwards rides in, and that's when we get the uh, whole shindig underway. It's under the big top, more like it, as we're live local and right along with you on Wax 104.5. Thank you so much, Morgan. You know, you know, Jill, I was just thinking, you, have you watched any of that Brooks trial, that Waukesha trial? Just a little bit of the back and forth a little bit, and it's kind of disappointing him he kind of badgers the the judge, and mm-hmm. boy, I would not be comfortable with doing that. And she kind of gets upset with him, and I totally understand. Yeah. Wow. I I just can't believe how the back like how he back talks and talks, and that surprises me. I I wouldn't do it. No, I couldn't do it. I no. would never be able to do that. I, I'd be like Judge Judy if I was in her chair. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I can think about is like Judge Judy because you see her like in her. Like TV show courtroom, and it's like, wow. And she so. just gives it to him. Oh, man. Yeah, bring her in. <laughs> <laughs> now, kudos to that judge, though, for, you know, keeping her composure, keeping it professional. And, you know, I mean, if he's guilty, not guilty, I mean, that's up to the jury to decide. Absolutely. So, but we've got to keep checking in with Morning Markets. We've got to head over to the Equity L Tuna Barn and check in with Jim Lindsay. And, Jim, how'd the sale go? Catch us up. Three to six hundred pound beef steers, a dollar thirty to a dollar ninety nine. Six to nine hundred pound beef steers, a dollar ten to a dollar sixty. Three to six hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar twenty to two fifteen. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar to a dollar forty nine. Three to six hundred pound Holstein steers, ninety five to a dollar forty one. Six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers, eighty five to a dollar thirty eight. Bread beef cows sold from nine hundred to fourteen and a quarter. Our next special feeder sale is October 28th. All feeder sales are live on Kettle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Kettle USA or to consign Kettle to the upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to check in with those morning markets again. We've got to head over to the Equity Altoona Barn, or Equity Stratford Barn. Gosh, I'm all flustered this morning. Jerry Fitzgerald joins us now from the Stratford Equity Barn. Good morning, Jerry. Uh, in the meantime, we are going to have uh, sales this week at Equity Stratford. So we'll tell the folks about that, Kristen, if that's okay with you. Sounds good. Lead us off. All right, thank you, and a good morning to everyone. A full marketing schedule on tap here at Equity Stratford this week. Of course, Monday auction does start this morning at 10 o'clock. Full marketing day here on Monday. We sell market cows, conventional market cows, fed cattle, bulls. We get to those baby calves around 11.30. Tomorrow, Tuesday here in Stratford, uh, the hay and bedding auction does start at at 10 o'clock with the hay and bedding auction. And we do have part of that hay and bedding auction tomorrow. We do have a large consignment of uh, large square bales of rye straw. So if you folks are looking for something like that, we have that along with the hay. Again, that's at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock tomorrow. We do have the market auction. Every Tuesday here in Stratford, we sell 
sell organic market cows, followed by the conventional market cows on Wednesday. Uh, our auction does start at 10 o'clock also for marketing day on Wednesday with uh, market cows. We just bought most of our fed cattle on Wednesday, sheep, hogs, and goats, feeder cattle at noon, and uh, kind of a unique uh, consignment this week for the feeder cattle. British White Park steers weighing around 500 pounds. Uh, you don't see a lot of those, so if you folks are in the beef business looking for some White Parks, we'll have those on Wednesday as part of the feeder auction. Our Thursday auction does start at 11 o'clock, full marketing day on Thursday. Also, market cattle and baby tails, and just taking a peek uh, back at last week's auctions. Uh, most of the meat complex, including cows, uh, fed cattle, bulls, on a weaker tone. Calves mostly steady last week, so we'll see how things shape out this week. And uh, I guess uh, with all that, that's about all I have this morning. Again, folks, uh, I do want to mention one before I leave here. Next Wednesday, next Wednesday, November 2nd, we do have that red-hided, featuring red-hided feeder cattle at our feeder sale. So a lot of information on that on our website, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page, and you will have that. And again, that will be next Wednesday, uh, November 2nd. So we will react here tomorrow morning, update the markets, and uh, you ladies take care. And, uh, well, enjoy the day because uh, after today and the rain, it's going to sort of get back to normal temperature-wise. Yep, that's right. I'll take this 70-degree weather, and I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, well, you got a good day to put your lawnmower away and stuff like that, huh? Oh, yeah, I got to get that all put away and cleaned up and did some of that this weekend. So that was some good stuff. Yeah, well, at least, uh, like I said before, it's uh, too, way too nice of a day yesterday to sit in the house watch a football game, especially the way they played. So. Exactly. Yeah, we're not even going to talk about that. <laughs> no, all right, you ladies have a nice day, and I thank you. Sounds good, Jerry. Thank you so much. Thank you. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald, over at the Stratford Equity Barn. We've got morning markets coming up here. And, Jill, you know, one other quick thing. So you're going down to the National FFA Convention. Where is that at? It's in Indianapolis, Indiana. And we got anybody on the awards that are coming in, like something that you are excited to see? Well, we do. We have one National Proficiency Award finalist in agricultural processing, Ethan Messner Messner from Marshfield FFA. Meisner. Meisner. Well, why did you correct (laughs) me in the first place? Because I was trying to figure out what you were saying. (laughs) Um, we've got some honorary American degree recipients. Very nice. We've got, a, we still have a national FFA officer candidate in Ben Steyer from the Menominee FFA. Well, very and good. I think that's really exciting. So we're going to be seeing some people from our area down there. We are. I am. Yes, I am. Yeah, we are. are. I you, am. <laughs> are you coming in my pocket or what? What's going on? I'll be there in spirit. Okay. <laughs> I thought maybe you were ready to do the wax truck adventure. Oh, boy. I don't know. <laughs> But, you know, taking us down to, you know, you, taking you down to the <laughs> National FFA Convention. We've had some great sponsors with us. We have Nasonville Dairy, proudly supporting 180-plus local dairy farms while producing award-winning cheeses and fresh cheese curds daily. And H&S Manufacturing, strong heritage, strong people, stronger future. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Again, this morning on our next Girl Alfalfa Update program, Dan Undersander is with us, our state forage specialist. And Dan, for the most part, pretty good haying year. Pretty good year for things to be grown, including our grasses. And there are ways to take maximum advantage of those grasses, too, isn't there? That's right. One of the opportunities to take advantage of the grasses, of course, is in grazing and pastures. And one of the things that uh, is an opportunity is to stockpile 
and then graze that grass into the fall period, possibly as late as December in, in some cases. A couple important things about that. One is if we really wanted tonnage, we probably should have put some nitrogen or manure on about the 1st of September because the grass uses the nitrogen that it has and if it has if you applied any fertilizer manure in the spring the two or three gross periods of grass since then have used it all up and were short in the fall so a fall application of about 30 or 40 pounds will give you an extra ton or ton and a half of hay and that's still a pretty good return even as high as nitrogen is this year. But then the other thing to keep in, a couple other things is, of course, once it freezes, that forage turns brown. But it's important not to confuse that brown color of frozen forage with the brown color that we see over summer. When we see brown over summer, that's stemmy and generally low quality. When we have brown forage in the fall, that's leafy, and we've analyzed some of that, and it's very high in forage quality. It may be 16 or 18 percent crude protein. It could be as high as 150 to 170 relative forage quality because it's all leaves. The grasses don't put out stems in the fall. So... It's high quality even though it doesn't look like it. The important thing then, if we really want to use it efficiently, is to allocate portions of it. If we turn cattle out on a big pasture, they'll graze 30-40% of it and they'll trample the rest. If we give them a small portion of it once or twice a week, then they'll graze that down and move on to the next and we can have good forage and then we can get consumption from 30 or 40 percent up to 60 or 70. So that's kind of a big deal. It's pretty easy to do now with temporary fences. So again, the key things about stockpile forage are a shot of nitrogen would on September 1 would have increased the yield. The brown color now is still leafy material and high in protein and high in energy, good for all kinds of grazing animals. They'll even go through the snow to get it, won't they? Well, that's right. Uh, Cattle, particularly, will easily go through a foot of snow to get to it. It's not that far away, probably, a little bit of snow on the ground. Thanks, Dan Dan Undersander. Stockpiling those forages, those grasses, uh, don't give up on it. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist on our next Girl Alfalfa Update program. Thanks so much, Bob. And one last look at our markets before we depart. We've got on the Chicago Board of Trade, December corn is down a nickel at 678. December oats up three at 379. November beans down 13 at 1382. December soybean meal down $2 a ton to 415.90 a ton. December wheat down nine at 841. On the dairy side, barrel cheese was down five and a half cents on Friday to 209. Blocks were unchanged at 205 and three quarters. Your AA grade butter was unchanged at 320. And your class three futures for October were down a penny at 2182. November down 15 to 2114. December down 34 at 1951. January down 35 cents to 1940. February down 22 cents to 1960. And the markets were downward through 2023. Looking at country elevators in the area, we've got Golden Plump and Arcadia at 638 for corn. Baldwin and Mondovi are both 624 for corn, 1297 for beans. Durand is at 614 and 1288. Elmwood's at 624, 1302. Fall Creek is at 609 for corn, 1263 for beans. Osseo's at 629, 
nine and thirteen oh two. Elk Mount is at six twenty four for corn, thirteen oh seven for beans. Sparta is at six twenty one and twelve ninety one. Ellsworth is at six oh four and twelve forty seven. Ethanol plants in the area: Boyce Hills at six twenty nine, Stanley's at six twenty eight, New Richmond's at six twenty six. We're at sixty eight degrees right now in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls Menominee area. We've got some rain and thunderstorm chances throughout the day today. Looking at a high of 71. Tomorrow, sunny and 51. Wednesday, sunny and 52 degrees. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.